0: Are we going to include everything that we've already said? I think not. I don't think
1: that's a good idea.
0: Maybe we should start it from when I just said that. Yeah, we
1: to... okay. Welcome! Welcome! <laughs> foul play. Yeah. Oh yeah, foul play. Small farm chat. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, I thought we would start with who
1: we are that's an excellent idea who are you oh
0: dear I was like do you want to go first? <laughs> I don't
1: know who I am I need a minute to think about <laughs> I will go first if all you want um I think I can I think I know who I am okay, yeah. I know who I am in relation to my farm anyway yeah go then all right well my name is Laura and I have converted my little 613 square meter block which is actually large and fantastic um into as much of a little farm as I possibly can partly it's been um because we've spent more time at home and partly it's been because I have had a lot of pent-up gardening energy living in apartments for the past like five or six years but yeah so I just have some chickens and a bunny rabbit and some garden things Mm. and it is the best part of my life, I would say. Oh, that's very
0: nice. <laughs> how many,
1: Um, tell us how many
0: chickens you have? I
1: know the answer, but. Ah, I have four chickens and they are all hens, which is the best thing to happen in 2020 was that um, the little, little baby peep that we got, it turned out to be a hen, which is great because I did not want to have to work out what to do with a rooster. But, um, and I can talk far more about that, (laughs) but, so yeah, we've got four chickens. They are Anastasia, Gladys, Ann, and Peep. So they are sassy little little creatures. And at the moment we're getting three to four eggs a day, which is very exciting.
0: That is heaps of eggs. I
1: didn't know. I was like, how do they lay that many?
0: But there's four of them, of course, one each. That kind of adds up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but but and I will tell you much more about this, but um mm-hmm. it seems to be much rarer that I thought that you actually get an egg from a chicken a day. There are a lot of factors like temperature and hormones and feelings and that's territory the and the pecking order. <laughs> so um there's just a lot going on. So when I actually get four eggs, I get extremely excited. That's
0: that's it's all very relatable <laughs> of those conditions. Yeah.
1: Totally, totally. I often relate to the chickens far too much, especially on the like heat and hormonal aspect.
0: Mm -hmm. I hear, I hear. (laughs) Um, Okay, my turn. Yes,
1: so Jackie, tell me about you.
0: I'm Jackie and um, I live in the Shoalhaven and I have a kitchen garden my house i don't know what the square meter is is though laura like you know exactly how big your block is but i've only got a portion Mm. of our block but our block is pretty big so it's um yeah 1000 meter block and i think i don't know i'm terrible with numbers but i've got a good chunk of it dedicated to um veggies and fruit growing with like a a native garden around the border Um, and we are getting ducks this weekend fingers crossed awesome we're getting two, so um, Travis's uncle breeds call ducks, and um, I've always really wanted some from him. And this year is the year, so he's put two aside uh, a little girl one and a boy one. And then, if all goes well, we'll be adding to the flock with some runner ducks, hopefully in the near Ooh.
1: future. Yeah,
0: um, runner ducks, yeah. So that's I don't um,
1: know much about call ducks, though. What are they like?
0: Call ducks are probably not. Some people say they're not a great choice to have in the suburbs. Um, <laughs> so
1: You're barely the suburbs, though. You're back on to not suburbs. Yeah, so
0: we have bushland behind us, but we have neighbours either side and in front of us because we're on a battle axe block. So the ducks, um, call ducks are known to be really noisy. That's why they're called call ducks because they were bred for their call. <laughs> um, so they're like right. hunting ducks. I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were bred to make the noise to make other ducks make noise and then you know they would go in wow ducks. or it could be that they hunted the cool ducks themselves one of those two things is true so mm,
1: that's um, interesting so they're
0: quite um chatty ducks
1: mm-hmm. quite, cool. nothing, very nice for And
0: do, why do you like them they're smaller so they're like miniature mm. ducks um, and they just the ones that we're getting are all white um, with yellow, yellow beaks, They look like picture
1: book ducks. They're really cute. Um, cool. That's so but, funny because the reason I have light Sussex chickens is because my dad has light Sussex chickens and it's because he think they look like picture book chickens. That's funny.
0: It's the <laughs> yeah. same. Uncle Stephen. Um, I call him Uncle Stephen, the guy we're getting their ducks off. He
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: is the same. Like, I'm getting them from him because I know him and he breeds these ducks. So yep. if you've got any other sort of duck, I'm sure I'd be getting those breeds. Of ducks but
1: um yeah I'm I'm the same with the chickens like I have them oh, also but I took all of the sort of motley crew ones from dad when he's had slightly imperfect chickens because he likes to have a proper light Sussex flock but I like to have them looking as different as possible so I can tell them apart yeah yeah I'm a bit worried about having two white ducks
0: with yellow beaks but And then I was, I'm already thinking about like the ducks that we're going to get after this. Like, should I get ones to match or should I get contrasting colors or so many options? Um, There's actually a duck breeder up the road from us in the next suburb. So um, I'll just see what they have in. And if that fails, our local zoo actually sells runner ducklings as well. (laughs) I can always head there. Wow. I didn't know zoos sold animals. Yeah, I don't know if that's allowed, but this one does. So that's good. <laughs> they sell like baby chicks. And... Is that Mogo Zoo? No, no, uh, not the, what's it called? Uh, Showhaven Zoo, so Nara Zoo. Um, it's on the river. It's a really good cool. cool, have, have you been there before? I don't know. It's um, off the tree climbing. Go? You have like an adventure tree climbing course as well attached to the zoo. But um, So they've got chickens and ducks and awesome. rabbits that they sell there. I think, I'm pretty sure they sell mm. the peacock chicks as
1: well, um, but that's um, oh.
0: maybe a few years down the track.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how you would even, house a peafowl?
0: Peafowl, wow, oh, look at you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, peafowl, peacock, pea hen. I know what I'm doing um Definitely i don't like it i don't at all i just really like that i know they're called peafowl and it's it's great there was someone selling a peafowl on um a fantastic facebook group that i'm part of which is canberra backyard canberra backyard poultry and surrounds oh. and um someone was trying to rehome a an albino or a, a white um peacock yeah. and oh, wow. um, yeah i thought about it but um our coop is not big enough
0: yeah there's a, a one at, um, at the Nauru Zoo and it's like the mm-hmm. magnet for Instagram photos. Like whenever I'm there, it's just being like mm-hmm.
1: watched by
0: <laughs> early 20s girls and or maybe they're putting on TikTok now. I don't know. I'm not with these sorts of things.
1: Yeah. But I, yeah,
0: I feel bad for it. It's just running away constantly from people with their phones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like some good... good video content anyway if you were filming it running away (laughs) but so um how so why ducks why other than the emotional attachment um that you like them (laughs) from uncle Stephen, are you interested in them for like as a pet or in the eggs or what 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 attracts you to ducks um
0: well i have always had an emotional attachment to ducks i think I don't know, I've I've always thought they were my favourite animal just because of the way they walk. Like, it's very funny. (laughs) I love watching them, Mm -hmm. very silly animals. Um, But I think when it comes down to it, the reason that we're getting ducks for our yard is to help with pest control. So hopefully, and I really hope this works, but I'm hoping that they'll reduce the number of snails that we have out there because our veggies just get decimated Mm -hmm. by snails. Um, and then also especially
1: with all the rain right yeah it's it's really sad (laughs) there's
0: like hundreds of them and slugs as well I was actually worried like some of the sizes of the slugs that we get are like they have quite quite large I hope that a duck doesn't (laughs) shake on the the slugs anyway Mm -hmm. find out um so I'm doing them for that as well as controlling some of the weeds that we have popping up in between our veggie beds mm-hmm. um because I really don't like mowing the lawn I would prefer not to have a lawn at all actually so mm-hmm. I'm totally okay if the ducks turn that into a mud pit honestly and I'll just put stepping stones mm-hmm. um or it would just be great if they ate the little weeds as they were popping up which Uncle Stephen said is possible I could could help with that and then the bonus is eggs okay. but, um call ducks only lay eggs for like a portion of the year, from what I understand. So, four months of the year when it's warm, they'll lay eggs, and then the rest of the year they don't. So, and with one female yep. duck, we won't be getting that many, but I love duck eggs. Like, I like them a lot more than chicken eggs. So, that's why I'm interested yeah, okay, cool. in cool ducks because runner ducks lay for longer, like potentially all year, um, and they have mm. a higher number of
1: eggs per duck. So, that'll be good. Yeah, cool. Mm. That's interesting. I thought chickens laid every day of the year, and I think certain breeds, like maybe Isa Browns, do, but I'm not a big fan of Isa Browns for a few reasons. Mm. But, like, you know, their, their name is an acronym, and I can't remember what it's called. I think it's French. But, so, like, they're made to lay eggs all the time, and they're just a little bit far removed from their animal state. Obviously, they're still animals, but they seem to be a little bit too close to machines. And I kind of like that. Um, with more of their heritage breed chickens, they lay when it's warm. You know, they don't lay when they're broody. They lay, I think, I don't know yet because I haven't had them for a whole year, but they don't lay when it's too hot and they don't lay when it's too cold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but also it's quite stressful and sounds quite difficult for them when they're laying eggs. Like Dan is very vocal. Her full name is Dan Whitney Houston Andrews and Sheila in the morning she's like I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay I'm laying I'm laying I'm laying I've laid I've laid I've laid and she just like screams about it a lot and it but it just seems like quite a big ordeal and so I I think it's kind of nice that they get a break and they don't lay all year round and yeah we have them partly for the eggs but um it's also we leave them in their own run so like as As you know, and as I'm happy to explain in better detail, or maybe Johnny can explain it because he was the mastermind of the run. Mm -hmm. Um, We have them in that area so that they don't come out into the broader garden and sort of decimate things. And also they're really, really safe in there because we have a lot of foxes in the area. Um, But yeah, they so we but I feed them pests when I pick them off the mm. the like out of my garden. I give them snails and slugs and I'll um, say oh, really like cabbage moth beetles, which is great, mm. like the cabbage moth larvae because I do not like cabbage moth, Anything about cabbage moths except that I can give them to the chickens, but then also we use them in our composting system. And it's great. So since yeah. we got the chickens, we've had pretty much no food waste and it, they just turn everything into compost for us, which even if they didn't lay like eggs, they would still be extremely good helpers in the garden. Yeah. And also they're just fun. They're lovely. Yeah, Good
0: point. I think that composting is huge. Like,
1: um, It's going to be such a –
0: yeah. have that fresh duck poop and – yeah, I and mean, I have heard that the difference between, like, ducks and chickens as well, and we will be able to see shortly when I do get these ducks in the yard, but um, from what I heard, chickens are, like, really good at scratching up roots and things, so they do decimate gardens, but ducks are more, like, just go along the surface, so they're less likely to um, just – It make sense. You're, your, your, like, established plants, but I guess seedlings and stuff are still at risk, so – it's just going to be trial and error to see how that goes
1: well they have really different feet so like obviously ducks have webbed feet for swimming and chickens have like raptor feet for being little dinosaurs that just tear off everything
0: do you think that chickens used to be carnivorous like at some point in their evolutionary history because of they're just their feet are so muscular
1: Honestly, like, if people like dinosaurs, I would recommend they get chickens because they just are a little dinosaur in so, so much of their, their, their way. Like, they're really focused on food and, like, which I guess animals are, but they love meat. And it's so great. Like if you throw in some bacon, then one of them picks up the bacon, and all the other one other ones chase it around and try to get the bacon. And it's like it's quite a comical. Like yeah. you could put some um, Benny Hill music behind it, and it would be extremely amusing. Um, but also, like the pecking order is really real. Like you know, Peep, poor little Peep. She because she was so much younger. She was only like two months I think when we brought her in with the rest of the flock and um Anna's was two and Dan and Gladys were one and they were so mean to Peep like Anna was the boss she was called Anna because she's after Anastasia Palaszczuk the Mm. Queensland Premier because she wasn't letting anyone in her space because like she was the boss like they they pulled their necks down to like show dominance and the good thing is now Peep is making her way up in the pecking order but I I, I personally think she will become the boss because she, she just seems, I, I just think she's the smartest. Like she can catch flies. Yeah. The other ones can't catch flies. She's very quick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're extremely dinosaur-like. And, you know, Johnny in particular has had some experience with past chickens where the pecking order got a bit too intense and they pecked each other to death. Yeah. They don't have a lot of camaraderie. <sighs>
0: Sounds brutal, but I'm rooting for the underdog. I hope
1: Except then they snuggle, they snuggle like in the coop together. But then it's brutal. So
0: they should make you know how they made that um documentary. I'm with, also rooting for things. <laughs> that documentary about meerkats and meerkat Manor, and it was all um mm, all mm-hmm. like real fancy names about like this lord and that baron and what do you call it? Like I don't know the word. My brain is a bit um
1: baby anthropomorphizing
0: anthropomorphized the meerkats cats to like some <laughs> um like battle between houses in england
1: or yeah oh you time. could absolutely Definitely. create like an almost like the crown series yeah, yeah. about the chickens because yeah. there is one central sovereign which yeah. is the top of the pecking order yeah. and then there's this like the st- whole status below and people like not doing things right like so when we first got them and it's actually still like this but it's not as bad anymore because peep doesn't want to go to bed as early but peep would get tired when it was just starting to be sunset and she would want to go to bed so she would go into bed and then another chicken would go in and be like you're not allowed to go to bed first you're the lowest of the pecking order (laughs) so they'd chase her out and she'd go like and then she would have to go sleep she would go sit down in like the little dust bath in the corner and she would slowly fall asleep. And you would watch her little eyes close. And I'm like, oh, you poor thing. And then slowly all the other chickens would go to bed and then she would look up and be like, oh, I can finally go to bed. And she wanted to go on a, a perch, um, on a roost, and they would be like, no, you can't go on a roost. You're the bottom of the begging order. And so she'd have to sleep on the ground of the of the coop which is nice and soft and everything anyway but now she is allowed on the um on the roosts Uh, but yeah it's like you could definitely you could do some voiceovers with some fancy british actors and you would have quite a show
0: i can imagine even that theme music you know the the scene transition it's like (laughs)
1: it'd
0: be so dramatic yeah
1: i think so and like like we don't have a rooster right but that would – well, I actually think that possibly creates less drama because the rooster is just in charge and so – and often people get a rooster because then he will look after the flock and he sort of keeps them in line and they know what they're doing. So it's almost like a, an interesting social experiment where, like, there are no men and then women are, like, creating the social hierarchy. But I guess with chickens. Brilliant. Yeah, we're just with chickens. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. I Buckingham really Palace, you could call it. What was that? Peckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's never share this with
0: anyone. This
1: is going out to the world. Mm-hmm.
0: And then if anybody ever puts a TV show out with that premise in the name Buckingham Palace, <laughs> we can cash in on that because, you
1: know. And you know what? I'd just it. I'd just watch it. Yeah, I'm fine. So I Creative Commons. Have fun.
0: no i'm never gonna make a tv show i don't have time to do that so go for it whoever wants to make fucking them exactly i'm too
1: busy tending to my small farm (laughs) yeah me too um and working all the time (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and raising small humans
1: (laughs) the fun by small farm
0: we kind of covered everything really Oh, I I have a question, actually. Um, Excellent. How did gardening find you?
1: Mm. Um, I think it found me as a child, and it was just something that we did on the weekends When I was little, we would always do it. And I I think there's something very human and about, like, the joy you get from watching something grow, like putting in effort and then getting something back. Yeah. Really direct, which in a lot of my life and a lot of people's lives, I think we don't get that so much anymore. But so putting something there and like putting in time and energy and then getting something back, it's good. And then, yeah, you actually said to me when I asked you once how you were coping with the world being on fire and in a pandemic, and it was all very hard. And you were like, I'm just controlling this little space of my garden and it helps. And I was like, right, I've got to get more into gardening. <laughs> I'm so wise Tomatoes are cheaper. <laughs> Psychotherapy. yeah you are so wise and yeah so last year I just like in 2020 I really put a lot of energy into gardening and it's it's really been like awesome for for mental health and for community and for just having a project all the time um mm-hmm. yeah it's been it's been fantastic yeah how about you
0: so I started gardening when I was little at my grandparents' house. They were Polish and they had a really big veggie patch because they were really scared that another dictator was going to come and take all the food away. So they had like massive under, um, mm. basement pantry with way too many rolls of toilet paper, um, I thought at the time. But now I can see that that's actually useful to have and to stockpile, so kudos to them. Um <laughs> And yeah, like tin food and soap and everything, but anyway, outside was this massive veggie patch. And my job, whenever I went over there, which was like maybe three days a week, or my mom went to work, was to pick all the snails off the vegetables Mm -hmm. and put them in a bucket. Um, that was my first gardening job when I was little, and that was probably before my sister was born, so I would have been about four when I started doing that, yeah. But that I never really helped out with gardening at my parents' house, it was more just that. Um, Bopcia and Judge's house, helping them out in the veggie patch. Mm. And then eventually, like after moving out of home and um, Bopcia and Judge are passing away and living in apartments, like you said, for a a while. And then with moving back in with parents to save up money and then, you know, you can't really do anything in the garden in that situation. It's so nice to have our own spot Mm. where I can get out there and just unleash all the green into the soil yeah so similar to you like just have been wanting to start a gardening so so long I think mean, even when we lived in Surrey Hills like we had this little one bedroom apartment you remember this tiny poky little mm-hmm. thing We had like we squeezed in like these little um planter boxes on the windowsills which were not I not
1: remember be
0: yeah <laughs> we nothing grew in there but we persisted like the whole time oh, we were, and like, we're when constantly I, planting new things and none of it worked, but we were so just like needed to have some control. Was, our
1: yeah, it's it's a real thing. Like I, when I lived in um, Wollongong, I had a little balcony that was completely west-facing and it was so hot all the time and I would try to plant things and everything would just burn. Yeah. And then when I first moved to Canberra, I had an east-facing facing balcony that was covered by um, like, a roof and so I was on the ground floor and it got barely any sun and I would still try to grow everything and I remember because that was around the time that I got Loki my rabbit and he used to live on the balcony and I had a little pot that was filled with carrots and the carrots were growing and Loki just jumped up onto the pot and started eating the carrots and I was like I mean I don't blame you at all and like we both really need a garden and so it's just yeah, like my, i I, it, I found it really nice. I'm actually connecting with members of my family talking about gardening. That mm. I didn't realize how important it was to all of them as well. Like my, yeah. my grandpa is really, like, he loves gardening, and my dad loves gardening, and my mom loves gardening, and my brother really loves gardening. And sometimes you know it's hard to find things to talk to your brother or what, whoever about necessarily. Yeah. But I reckon he and I had the lo- one of the longest conversations we've had in a long time about um, potatoes and it was right. just great. And he knows so much. And I was like, Oh, you love this too. Like it's yeah. just, it is this really nice point of connection. Yeah. And I love
0: trading um, like seedlings and stuff with my family as well. Like, like I saying, there's not too many things that you can have in common with
1: mm-hmm.
0: people um, sometimes, but like Chab's brother, every year he gets watermelon seedlings. And I've been hounding him for a while because I want some, but mm. he hasn't given them to me yet. But that's it's okay. Maybe next year. <laughs> um, but we swap like veggies. So I've got so many pumpkins at the moment. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, I'm going to give him some of those. And he's got lots of beans and stuff growing, but my beans have not done well this year whatsoever. So um, it's nice to have that sort of like, well, you yeah, it's to working together, even though you're in your separate pots and come together after your little harvest. Absolutely. All, that's really nice. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Mm. And I think it's great as well if you have people across different climates. Like you and I, even though we're only like about two or three hours apart, mm. it's really different climates for growing. Yeah. Because um, I can't grow watermelons really and pumpkins. I mean, I probably could if I started them early in a greenhouse and then got them out. And But our, like, our season between frosts is quite short. Mm. Like you can get frosts, sort of people say that, the first week in, you can't put anything in that can't have frost until after the first week of November in Canberra yeah. and then Anzac Day is like that's when you're allowed to turn on your heater it's just cold yeah <laughs> so beans are super happy even though obviously they don't want frost but like I grew garlic that I've never been able to grow any wet before and it was so good and was so easy mm. yeah it's funny that difference like I think
0: my climate's probably a bit easier than yours in that we, we do get a little bit of frost, but it's not so bad. Like, I can kind of grow whatever I want here, I guess. Mm. I just have, like, human error interrupts the growing process more than anything. Um,
1: yes. I'm fairly jealous of your, like, coastal, humid, moderate climate with yeah. my, like, 45-degree days in summer and minus 15-degree nights in winter, but, you know. Yeah. I would be too. Exaggeration minus ten. Minus ten. <laughs> really, <laughs> does it get down to minus ten? Does it? I don't know if you're joking or not. Sometimes it's not that common, but it gets to like it gets to, it. It has done. It gets to minus two or three very frequently.
0: Oh well, wow. that's too cold. I mean, I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I miss. Anyway, we won't talk about the weather. It's fine. <laughs> I was just going to go on a rant about how I remember it's it's proper true. seasons. But, of being yeah. Like well, I mean, when seen. you get like snow in winter and then there's a big festival in summer because of suns down and then autumn has all that proper yeah. stuff. And then,
1: well, I am constantly saying how great Canberra is, but one of the things that is really good is like we do have four seasons and it doesn't really snow, but it, the frost looks like snow. And then every now and like, it does snow a little bit, probably like once a year. Mm. Um, and doesn't stick on the ground but you get to look at it in the sky and then it sticks on the mountains and it's really pretty but yeah having the four seasons here is really nice and it is nice for gardening as well although it does make it a bit more challenging there are really different things you can grow at different times of the year Mm. so I'm learning all about that (laughs) so hopefully I improve yeah
0: that's the aim of the game we'll get better at it as we go because how long have you been gardening for on your current plot now How long have
1: you been doing that? Well, we moved in here in October
0: 2019
1: Mm -hmm. and I very intensely said we had to plant stuff immediately, So I think we planted things like the next week (laughs) Uh, as soon as we moved in. Because when we moved in here, it was just a a big block of um, clay and sawdust, basically, because the person who used to live here was a recycled furniture maker and he just Tipty sawdust out, which is great. It meant we had some, you know, variation clay and sawdust. Mm. Um, but also, it was pretty, pretty heavy drought. And so, it was quite hard to get anything to grow. But I just mixed a bunch of horse poo into the clay and sawdust. Yeah. And we grew, um, we grew some things. But it wasn't until it was about um, April of 2020, like last year, that we really shaped our. Backyard into what it is now. also, mm. and I said 613, that's the size of the whole block. I don't know how big the back where I garden is. Yeah. Um, it's less than it's that. A fair size. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a decent size, but that's so, yes, yeah, since about April. So we had a proper winter, we put things in in winter, but our soil wasn't really ready yet. And so this this spring and summer is actually the first real showing, I reckon, that our garden's done. Mm. That's exciting. Is I, exciting.
0: I just always think ahead like what is my garden going to look like in 10 years time when I'm really just know everything and I'm just an expert like master gardener and everything's established and wonderful. <laughs> I know it's not Yeah good. but
1: then there'd just be like new problems like new pests. Yeah I, totally I would know. like some of my like the fruit trees to establish I think that will really that's something time will do a good job of I think but yeah. Fruit trees are a whole another thing. I'd like to chat to you about that in depth one time.
0: Okay, we can do a whole episode on fruit trees, and you can talk to me about. We it. can,
1: yeah. I have a lot of questions. <laughs>
0: I don't have any answers, but we'll figure it out together. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, is, it, is there a thunderstorm coming in behind you? I can yeah, where... there is. I should probably go. I don't think. I don't think it's a good idea for you to be sitting outside with lightning that close. <laughs> wrap it up.
1: I can hear it coming.
0: I can see it coming for you if behind
1: you. That's so great. Oh yeah. Oh well.
0: Okay. Well
1: this <laughs> is really nice. Thanks for it is
0: really nice. Thanks for chatting.
1: Thank you for chatting. I am looking forward to chatting more and particularly hearing how your ducks the arrival of your ducks go.
0: Yeah I'll I'll take some pictures about um like as we set up their little enclosure and things and maybe we can do a bit more in depth about how that all goes next time but um yeah
1: that sounds good and we should definitely talk about enclosures i feel like enclosures are i think the most important part of having yes. poultry yes
0: i would agree with that all right let's do that next episode enclosures <laughs> it's decided <laughs> sounds
1: good let's close on enclosures okay let's chat soon enjoy your dinner bye